Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. If you have been injured at work and are considering compensation, it's likely that you may have heard of the term permanent impairment. But what is it and how does it impact upon any compensation that you may receive? Well, to find out, today I'm with Pania Watt, Director of Burke Legal. So Pania, what is whole person impairment? Uh, So whole person impairment, we often call it WPI, it's shortened to that. Um, Now whole person impairment can be assessed with regard to Lots of different claims, but uh, for the purpose of today's discussion, I'm going to limit my responses to the New South Wales Workers' Compensation Scheme. Uh, But whole person impairment can also be referred to as permanent impairment, and those terms are really interchangeable. So talking about an actual whole person impairment assessment, it's an assessment of the degree of permanent impairment of any body part, system or function which has been impaired as a result of an injury. And that injury could be, um, you know, a broken leg or that injury could be a psychological injury like post-traumatic stress disorder. So you can have a whole person impairment assessment of any injury really that you sustain. And what's actually involved in the assessment of, you know, WPI? Uh, so... If you're going to be assessed for WPI, it's carried out on a referral by either the workers' compensation insurer or if you are an injured worker and you've engaged a solicitor, then your solicitor will refer you for that assessment. Um, Now, whole person impairment can't be assessed by just any doctor. Um, It needs to be a doctor who is a CIRA-approved assessor of permanent impairment, and that's not usually going to be the treating doctor. It should be an independent medical examiner. Um, And if you're wondering what CIRA is, it stands for State Insurance Regulatory Authority, and CIRA is the regulator for the Workers' Compensation and Motor Accidents Insurance Schemes in New South Wales. So CIRA uh, regulates those systems. What's actually involved in the assessment of WPI? I'm assuming it's, it's fairly, fairly, fairly complex. And 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 why would why would somebody actually need the assessment at the outset? Oh, well, that's a that's a pretty loaded question. Um, but uh, in relation to needing an assessment of whole person impairment, it's a different scenario depending on whether you're what we call an exempt worker or a non-exempt worker. So, an exempt worker is. Um, a paramedic, a firefighter, police officer, so emergency services, volunteers, uh, coal miners and people with a dust disease claim. So if you're one of those types of workers, the only reason that you would need a whole person impairment assessment is to determine your entitlement to claim a lump sum compensation. Uh, If you're not an exempt worker, so that's everybody else, uh, then you would need a whole person impairment assessment to determine your, your entitlement to claim not just lump sum compensation, but that whole person impairment assessment and the the amount of whole person impairment that you're ultimately agreed at or awarded determines how long you can claim weekly benefits, which is your wages and your medical expenses. So it's a a much more um, important assessment if you are a non-exempt worker than if you are an exempt worker. so how about the assessment itself? You know, what, what's actually involved in it all? Uh, so well, whole person impairment 
tends to be uh, calculated on an examination. So you'll go to see an independent medical examiner and that's, uh, that's a doctor with the required specialty to assess the type of injury that you have. And so that particular doctor will assess, um, number one, whether your injury has reached what we call maximum medical improvement. And in other words, that means that your injury is stable and it's as good as it's going to get. And if that uh, doctor considers that you have reached maximum medical improvement, the doctor then needs to look at whether or not you have an impairment, if that impairment is permanent, and then decide what the degree of permanent impairment is, um, and then assess whether or not the uh, proportion, there is a proportion of permanent impairment that relates to a previous injury or a pre-existing condition. Uh, if you have a previous injury or a pre-existing condition, then you may uh, be assessed with a deduction on your total of whole person impairment to account for that which is not work-related. How's the actual amount of compensation worked out, Pania? Well, that's the money question. Uh, so in order to claim a lump sum, there are certain thresholds that need to be met and there's obviously a difference between exempt and non-exempt workers. Um, so starting with your exempt, exempt workers, so that's the emergency services personnel, paramedics, fireys, police officers, there's no threshold that you need to meet to claim whole person impairment for a physical injury. However, there is a threshold for a psychological injury, which is 15% WPI. So exempt workers uh, are also entitled to a second amount of lump sum compensation if they meet the threshold of 10% whole person impairment or more in respect of one injury. And that second lump sum is claimable under Section 67 of the Workers' Compensation Act prior to amendment in 2012. Uh, we refer to it as uh, a lump sum for pain and suffering. And the maximum that you can claim for pain and suffering under Section 67 is $50,000. Um, for everybody else, all of the non-exempt workers, the threshold is 11% whole person impairment for a physical injury and 15% for a psychological injury. So any assessment that's falling under those thresholds means that there's no lump sum compensation payable for that injury. So a person who has a psychological injury, for example, and receives an assessment of 7% whole person impairment gets zero for lump sum compensation. And uh, non-exempt workers can't make a claim for Section 67 pain and suffering. That, that section was repealed back in 2012. Um, turning to the amount that you can get for lump sum compensation, it depends on the date of your injury. And if your injury occurred before the 1st of January 2002, then it depends on the type of injury as well. And CIRA has a benefits guide. It's available online. It's updated at regular intervals, which will tell you uh, what the dollar amount is for any assessment of whole person impairment based on, again, those dates of injury. Um, but just to give everybody an example, if you have a non-exempt worker with a date of injury of the 15th of July 2019 and who has been assessed with whole, uh, sorry, 11% whole person impairment, the lump sum that's claimable is $24,100. And the same person with a date of injury of the 15th of July 2021 and 11% whole person impairment can claim a lump sum of $24,810. So those amounts... Um, increase slightly each year um, and CIRA issues an updated benefits guide that explains all of that. 
Pania, practically speaking, uh, at what point should you know an injured worker reach out for for legal advice in relation to all this? Because it it is a complex area of law. It is. Um, look, the workers' compensation scheme in New South Wales has had a lot of change. It has been in a state of flux since 2012. Um, there's been a, a great number of amendments to the Workers' Compensation Act. It's very complicated. So if you are an injured worker and you are considering whether or not um, you should seek legal advice, my answer to that would be contact someone now Um you are more than likely going to be entitled to free and independent legal advice under a grant from IRO. Um, and who IRO are and what they do is a subject for a different podcast, but um, there is really no impediment to any injured worker out there struggling along trying to work out what exactly is going on with their workers' compensation claim. There's really no reason for those people to do that. You can always pick up the phone and call um, a lawyer, uh, including ourselves. We're all approved legal service providers with IRO and have a free and independent chat. Pania, thanks for joining me. Great. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube with the handle Law by Dan or simply drop by lawbydan.com. Thanks.